This week at the table, we had Natasha McMichael, a 21-year veteran design leader in tech. Yes, y'all, we had to give her all the flowers she deserves. She deserves the roses, for real. A Black woman in tech, flourishing and thriving in a 21-year-old career. We talked about everything from systematic racism in hiring, how to be successful in your tech career, what to look for in your next tech job, and how to stand out right now in the current job market in tech. So pull up a chair. We saved you a seat. Let's get into the episode. Hey, ladies! Hey. <laughs> it's the Boom Ology Effect, and I'm so happy to have you. I'm so happy that you are joining me for my first episode, and all of the things. This is our first. This is our first dinner since yeah. since Afrotech. I'm excited for you. This is really cool. Thank you. Thank you. So um, let's get into it. Okay. So 21 years in the game. Yes. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. Tell me about that journey. Tell me about what it feels like to know that you're a mom, a black woman, a trailblazer, a history maker, <laughs> a glass, what is it called? Ceiling, glass ceiling shatter. Yeah. yeah. So tell me what it feels like to have that, that under your belt. 21 years in the game. It's a lot. And Hearing you say it back, it also feels like these years just kind of blown by. Yeah. And it sometimes I just have to sit back in and think, wow, the magnitude of all of that. And I don't really know. I don't think about that type of thing until somebody yeah, points it out. Sends it back to me. Yeah. Yeah. So um I'm giving you your flowers. That's why you're here. Thank you. um, unfortunately, guys, this is episode one. We don't have a flower sponsor yet, but you might get something in the mail. Who knows? Oh my gosh, I, I, I just love all. I'm just happy to be here and be the first guest. So I appreciate that. Yes, I'm giving you your flowers and just like congratulations, much, much respect and admiration for how far you've come. I'm not. I think I'm like nine years in the game, so okay. 21 years in the game, that is like major. <laughs> and you gotta, sometimes I feel like we don't, we let that kind of, even just like regular wins or accomplishments, we kind of just like breeze through it. Like yeah. you said, like it's just going. But then you gotta take a step back and really like let that sink in. Like yeah. let it, like let's marinate in our wins. Yeah. You know? You're so right. I think not just with, you know, your accomplishments in your career, but also just things in everyday life. I had this little book that I bought myself years ago, and the title of it is called um, Awesome Me. And it, it gives like... Uh, oh, I love that. Where'd you get that from? I don't know, but I can, I can certainly... It's on Amazon. But uh, the pages in it allows you to jot down the smallest notes, no, no matter how big or small, just jot down your little wins, and then you reflect back on it. I love it. Yeah. I love, well, I just I just do it in my phone, so that's yeah. better. <laughs> there you go. That's a better, that's a better way to do it. So, just so our listeners know, the audience knows, mm -hmm. we are 3% um, in an industry that employs millions around the world. Yeah. And then when it comes to UX, both of us are in UX, so shout out to UX, babe. <laughs> um, so when it comes to UX, I think we're at one. Yeah. 
So how does that maybe impact or translate your day-to-day work um, and not being able to... I've only had one black black female manager in my entire career. So so when we think of things like that, has that impacted you at all? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's really disheartening to hear that that number is still so low, even though so many of us are entering into this profession. Um, but I think, looking back, I don't know if I've ever had, when I was officially in a tech-driven role, that I've ever had a manager, skip level, that has been a person of color. Like, not ever. Not ever. Not one year, never. Right. Like, not <laughs> ever. Um, I, I will say, I remember one peer of mine came to me one day, this was like years ago, at an earlier company, and she said, do you realize that you are the most senior person of color in the entire organization? Now, this is our tech and marketing organization. And I had to sit with that for a little while. Okay, what a responsibility, you know? Yeah. So. Fast forward a few years, we were able to build a team. I was very intentional about making sure that at least the, the uh, roles that I had control over. Yes, I was not only picking the people who were deserving, qualified, but intentional about looking for people of color. Yeah. So I ended up with a pretty diverse team. And and to stay on that for a minute, even that is systematic, right? Mm-hmm. Because. I know when I was a manager, I'm back to being an IC now, but when I was a manager, I even had to disrupt the hiring system because they're like, oh, we want to be diverse. We want to hire people of color, you know, LGBT, neurodiverse, whoever, whoever. And I'm like, okay, well, where they came back and said like, oh, well, the resume's kind of flat. We're having a hard time, whatever. I'm like, where are you even looking for these people? Have you tapped into Tell me one HBC that you put this job out to. And what? You get crickets. They don't know. They, don't, they haven't done it. But here's the thing. I learned that early on, too. Um, you have to give them that information sometimes. And, you know, it's not our responsibility to help HR find the right people. Yeah. But it's our responsibility to our community to, to be able to do that. And if we want to uh, create impactful change, we have to do that. So not just with HBCUs and students. But also the vendors that you're working with, you know. Yeah. Um, what what uh, what talent are you getting for these photo shoots? Uh, like the entire system. The higher yeah. the entire system because I know some people who, you know, and this is a privilege, so I'm not going to speak like it's whatever. But some people will not even they will they they're looking at a job. They saw a job LinkedIn whatever. Mm-hmm. They go onto the company's page and they don't see anybody of any sort of diversity, they would just be like, I'm not a part of this job. Oh, yeah, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I've got to lose the bank. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it, it's so systematic and it's it's definitely causing us to move backwards. It's not really causing yeah. any change. It's, it's not even producing really any change. I mean, were you, when you did hire a diverse team, mm-hmm. when you looked around, like, was your team, like, the most diverse? Like, yes. was there anyone else doing it? No, no. Um, well, like I said, um, one of my peers said, you're the most senior manager. So people who, the teams that were diverse, 
they were mainly at seas. It wasn't in management, it wasn't in like senior leadership roles. Um, so, I, well, I'm going back to one thing you said too, is that people look at you know a company and don't see people um, of color there, yeah. or in any type of level of diversity. You never know until you get in there. And that's a really good question to ask when you're in the hiring process. Me too. You know? I ask it as far as, for me, I'm always looking at leadership and management, just mm -hmm. because of the, the level I'm at in my career. Sure. And you can even see it through your levels of interviews, and your mm -hmm. stages of your interview, mm -hmm. like, okay, if the only people I've interviewed with are just white male right. or white female, yeah. that's not looking too good here. Yeah. Well, that's, gosh, that, that's like I said, that's or when you I bring the team on a Zoom call. Oh you, bring, you bring three or four people. Yeah. From the team on a Zoom, because you know a lot of interviews are virtual now, mm -hmm. and <laughs> so not only the managers that you had the entire team, team. the entire team, no one. Yeah, and I don't think there's a real incentive for the hiring managers to do uh, not, no, not I, everywhere. I, I, well, it's been a few, but you're right. Yeah, I haven't seen much incentive. No, no. like when I think about all of the, my past companies, there wasn't much incentive. Yeah. Now there was a statement in HR, you know, we value diversity, that sort of thing. Um, that really boilerplate um, type of approach, but uh, yeah, no, just a, no. Sometimes yeah. you have to be the change. Yeah, yeah. It's and a, it's a, a, and also, task. I want to speak to. It's okay if you don't want to bear that. Uh, it that is okay. Either it is. It's totally okay. okay. You don't want to be the savior because I've been there too. Oh my gosh, I've always been the savior. <laughs> I've been the savior and then not the savior. It's I'm not, not your fun. savior at all. It's, yeah. So, I'm not your savior at all. I'm not your savior at all. That's, I don't know what you guys believe, but go to Christ. It's, it's not me. But, um, yeah, so let's get into your, your hiring process. So yeah. you recently broke into Big Tech. Yeah. Um, anyone that's know what that means, we're talking about the Microsofts of the world. We're talking about those uh, large companies that yeah. have... Uh, Certain amount of people, certain amount of revenue, certain amount of years in the technology game, yeah. etc. So let's talk about how you found success yeah. in your hiring process to even getting there. Because yeah. there's a lot of assumptions about working in big tech, mm -hmm. and we can get to those later. But okay. How how did you find success yeah. in your process? Well, I will tell you what I have learned over the years. I've taken what I've learned from every role, and it's just kind of compounded. Um, specifically around soft skills, I can't stress that enough. You're probably gonna be talking about that this entire night. Listen, soft skills, <laughs> soft skills ain't soft. That's gonna be a post coming. So if I see y'all take soft, I love if, it. If I see somebody <laughs> with that caption, I know that you heard it from me. You better, you better. Uh, copyright that or something. I know, I need trademark because yeah. I'm always talking about it too. I love it. Yeah, but things like um, the communication skills, being able to tell a good story about your work and about yeah. yourself, yeah. being able to brand yourself is so mm -hmm. important. So like for me, I, I very strategically built a brand for myself. So I became a part of the community. I became a known leader in, in the U.S. community here in Charlotte. Um, I, people knew me. I reached out and I helped people uh, with their interviewing skills, with their resume skills, mm -hmm. like all of these things. Um, so it, it really just built on to my skill set outside of just being able to design and being able to be a people manager. I'm also able to communicate effectively about my experiences, my 
had challenges, where I've had successes, all around a product and user experience. And it's, it's helped me tremendously. But here's one thing that really set me apart. And I didn't think here's about it. Here's, here's the gym. I realized I spent a, a good bit of time doing research on social media. And then I'll take the information and, and go through it. But I started reaching out. I went to LinkedIn, looked up um, recruiters at companies that I was interested in, and started reaching out to them after I got my resume together after I got my talking points together, but I reached out to them directly. I applied for roles that I wanted and then found the person and said, hey, I, um, I'm interested in this role. I just applied to it. Here's my resume. Uh, do you have any suggestions on how I can get in front of the hiring manager? And nine times out of 10, that has worked for me. Okay. So I tell that to everybody. Don't be scared to reach out. We appreciate it. Um, for me, that has also always well before i had the brand so it's, it's interesting you're talking about it because yeah. you have to have that brand mm -hmm. too even in order to absolutely yeah i'm not going to reach out to someone on linkedin yeah. or i'm not going to reach out to somebody who who vouches for me if yeah. they don't they don't know the brand then they can't really vouch you for don't necessarily need a brand because there's a lot of young people who are you may just be out of school you may be switching careers it's okay. That's another thing we probably need to talk about tonight too. You don't have to be an expert oh, no. in, for no. whatever role. You know, and you don't have to fully meet all of the qualifications. You don't. You don't like have to meet seventy-five percent and yeah. let finesse do the rest. You might not even need seventy-five percent. You might not. You might not. Think of it like me. Going into U.S., I hear a lot of people say they get a lot of no's. You should expect a whole lot of no's. Expect a whole lot of no's whenever trying something. Exactly. And, and it's okay. Because you're going to learn from that. Yeah. So if you happen to reach out and you don't have all of the qualifications for their role, that person, I'm sure, will, that um, recruiter, I'm sure, will spend probably 15 minutes with you saying these are the things you need to focus on, these are yeah. the things you need to work on. And you've also made a connection in the process. Yeah. So it's a win-win situation. That comes down to feedback too. Exactly. And then your ability to consume the feedback. Yes. Your ability to not get in your feelings about the yes. feedback. And then, and then your ability to know what to take from the feedback and what to throw in the garbage. Yes. Not all. <laughs> That's right. You don't need it all. Not all of the feedback is going to be right. useful for you. Right. So exactly. Um, That's a big one too. Now let's talk about imposter syndrome. Mm. Mm -hmm. For me, it's a dirty word. It's a dirty word. I'm not so big. It's meaty, right? Yeah. There's a lot going on there. Um, with imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. first I want to talk about your journey into big tech. Did you face it? Did it start creeping in? I, will, I can honestly today say no. Okay. And I have, I can't say I mastered it. I'm still working on it. Because mm -hmm. you hear the biggest names, people that's out there, mm -hmm. um, celebrities talk about imposter syndrome that they still have today. So mm -hmm. it's still there. But I know that I'm good at what I do. And I don't need to be validated by anybody else. Don't but need a validation. That's me with 21 some odd years. That's me being a mom of a 20 year old and an 18 year old. Like I've got 
some life behind some me. Some life. You know life what I mean? Life, the life was life -ing. Right, you right. right. So the imposter syndrome, not so much anymore, but it was a very real thing for a very, very long time. And then what's your relationship? At that time, if you could t speak to and go back um, maybe to a memory or mm -hmm. experience, what was your relationship with it then? Yeah. I know you're talking about now, yeah. and yeah. I mean, I, I as well have got to a place where yeah, I don't really believe in imposter syndrome for myself because I heard one time like imposter syndrome, first we got to look at imposter. Like mm -hmm. I don't feel like an imposter, right? Now, feeling nervous and feeling scared is a whole different situation than feeling like an imposter. Right. I'm not, I'm walking in the, I'm walking, walking in me 1010% yeah. every single day yeah, so yeah, like yeah. I don't feel like an imposter right but yeah how, do I get nervous do I get like absolutely do you, do you like shrink a little bit sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and but, I still do too yeah and I always tell my daughters do it scared you're gonna do get scared. scared do it scared do it scared <laughs> so so obviously you got to this point so yeah. would you say in those times you were doing it scared like what did you what's your mindset tell me about how you push through at oh, those yes. earlier times yeah when you had the imposter um <laughs> before I, I really think before i just kind of fumbled my way through it i hear about people talking more about what imposter syndrome is uh these days but i would ask questions you know um use my resources so if i'm trying to go for a particular role um, earlier in my career, I was asking people that I knew from other other roles. Um, I would go I, I googled a lot. I, I learned a lot just just by researching yeah. on my own. You know? University. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. YouTube University. Yeah, yeah. So asking questions, I think, will help because the more the more information you have, I think, the more confident that you would feel that's going true. into in that's a situation. True. Yeah, I think. There's also a level of uh, information gap, right? Yeah. To me, I think when I look at me, to me, information gap is like we kind of all, to some degree, have access to the basics of things now today in 2023. Yes. yes. So, in some ways, it really shouldn't be a gap because there's things that are out there and publicly and it, available. There's so much stuff that's publicly available. It's a lot of bad information too. So you do really have to be careful about where you're getting information from. So one of the um, biggest things that I'm seeing now, like over these years being in UX, is that there's a lot of universities and boot camps mm -hmm. like popping up. Mm -hmm. But they may not always be the best source of information. Like you can learn the basics, yeah. but getting into the real world of being on the team is, is not one-to-one. -one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, I gotta say this thing about this imposter syndrome. Okay, okay. This, this take us back. Yeah, back. I'm gonna take you back. <laughs> so, looking back now, if I had to tell myself something, it's more of use your, your resources and support system as a sounding board. So now, I know whenever I'm feeling like I may not be adequate enough if it does pop up or if I'm getting nervous I've got my girlfriends that I can say hey y'all this is what's happening this is yeah. what I have coming up and you know that that's there for me but 
also there's so many good books and I will send you a, a book that I gave my daughters about changing your mindset and it's all about confidence yeah I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you um, there will be so many resources linked to this episode so I've got a lot you can send them on over and yeah. just put them in, put them in the show notes yeah and, yeah in the blog post and, and get it in there cool so let's talk about um your, you you kind of talk about confidence and i think this is one of my new favorite questions okay related to com- confidence i'm not even going to get into it because that's a so like that is another episode yeah that is a bit of a therapy session okay so we're not going to do it today <laughs> okay but um What's your relationship with ego? Ego. Yes. And yeah, we, we got some I got some questions on this, but what's your relationship with ego? I wanna I'm gonna have to ask a clarifying question. Go what does ego mean to you so I know how to answer this? Ego is what I'm gonna put it right back on you. <laughs> ego is what you said earlier. I know that I am good. At yes. what I do. Yeah. I know what I know. Yeah. I know that this thing is for sure. Yeah. Like when I show up to do X, yeah. I don't I don't know what it is. Wireframing. Let's just give an example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that I'm top tier in, in wireframing. Yeah, yeah. And you no one yeah. can can literally tell me otherwise. Right. Like at all, period. Yeah. So for me, that's ego. That is it's a little healthy if if used correctly, but it has to be used with self-awareness. Balance. It has mm-hmm. to be balanced. Okay. It has to be balanced. So for me, if I don't tell myself, who else is gonna tell me Nobody's every single day? Us. Nobody. Nobody's coming to save us. <laughs> no. Nobody. No. <laughs> um, and I got that from Arlen. So shout out to you. <laughs> I think everybody needs balance. What I'm saying is that I need to be my own cheerleader. I need to be my own champion. No, nobody's gonna do that. Um, and I don't I don't see it as ego. And then if that is what it is, then because to me ego sounds unhealthy. I, I think we need to rebrand it. Yeah. And that's why I asked the question. It feels like confidence to me. It feels like that's because we're we're thinking of it as a healthy right, situation right, right. and not a like narcissist. Like if if you're a narcissistic person, though, we obviously right. shouldn't be having this conversation right, with right. you. But I'm just saying, like, I think it goes hand in hand with confidence, and I'm I'm really asking you to get to because we are underrepresented, underserved, sometimes not listened to, a lot of times not valued. Mm-hmm. Do you think that as a black woman in tech? at even entry level mid-level especially as you go up senior management executive do you think you need that healthy ego you absolutely do i agree i've i've been um at the hiring seat for a long time and my heart just sinks sometimes when i interview people and i see that they're timid they're unsure like i've learned that when i go into a room like i gotta get my mind right Whatever that means, if that means putting and tell us what that means. Well, for, for me, yeah. it could be Cardi B. It something. Get, it gotta get high. I gotta get high. Yeah. I um like Eminem, lose yourself. Like that is my jam to get my mind right. I got one chance. I you know what I'm saying? 
Like, I... <laughs> what's happening over there? <clears throat> yeah, but, um... Is it? Yeah, I, um... I think about that. I think I, I'm very intentional about, like, how I have my hair, or what I'm wearing for the occasion, what mm -hmm. color I'm going to wear, if I'm going to wear black, or, like, neutral colors, mm -hmm. um, how big these earrings going to be for this particular occasion. Like, whatever it is I got to do to take up space, I'm taking up space. I love it. That wasn't me before. That's me today. I'm taking up well, all wait, the space. How, tell us about the switch then. Tell us about it's, how It's just a growth journey. Kinda... I think it's a growth journey. When I start to realize, oh, I'm really good, you start getting validated by people telling you that, yeah. oh my gosh, you know yeah. you're doing so much. And you say, nah, you know, I, I have. You realize. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then you start seeing how your counterparts are in, in meetings or how they govern themselves or how much they know about this industry or product and you realize they're not doing anything different. What they probably have done, and this is it, is building the right relationships to make the right moves. That's true. That's so important. I'm starting to realize, and there's no shade to these people, I'm starting to realize some people are not even... Some, some of these gurus aren't even working with them. No. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Of, I didn't know that prior to like a month ago. <laughs> I was like a month, a month ago, years old, when I so many figured people out. Teaching people, people to get into teaching this. Teaching people to get into tech. And They're in academia, tech. yeah. Some people teaching people how to get into tech and they never went past one or two years Right. So, people in tech that don't know as much as you know. Mm -hmm. They haven't had the same experience as no one has the same experience. But right, they right. didn't walk the walk and walk. They right. didn't gather all the skills you gather. Mm -hmm. They didn't um, have the same uh, prestige, mm -hmm. whatever, as you do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like once you realize that, you start moving different. You you're do. like exactly. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. That guy? I mean, but then not to take, like you said, not to take anything away from anybody, but when you start to realize the skill sets that they are using to be in the position that they're in, that's a, a learning opportunity when you recognize that. Mm -hmm. Oh, let me so you can learn. add those things onto mine and move or behave or speak in this way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's go back to, you know, your wonderful experience that we're here celebrating tonight. Yeah. Um, what is different now um, in the UX space, in the tech space? What is, what do you see as what was happening then? Yeah. If you can remember. Yeah. And then what's happening, what's happening now, especially as it relates to people getting in yeah. and people moving up. Yeah. Well, there, there's a few things. I'm going to try to remember all my thoughts. But one, the space is a lot more crowded. There's more opportunity. Um, but there's also, it's also very hard to break into certain areas too. Um, the One of the my former companies, which, which I think is a good thing, you know, more companies are realizing they need UX, which is great, mm -hmm. but they also put uh, putting people in charge that don't know a whole lot about UX. So, 
<laughs> they, they don't know how to build products. They don't know how to hire people. They don't know how to structure teams. Like all of these things, it's it's really a good problem to have. But um, you know, before it's like, what is UX? But now it's oh, I've heard of UX. We're doing UX, and it's more of teaching and helping people shape what they're doing uh, in, in that space. Um, now that I have kind of graduated and kind of gone on to big tech, it's, it is a, a relief to not have to constantly teach people every day about why UX is valuable or why you need to have these processes in place. Um, but on, on the flip side of that, um, there's still like a gap for me. Um, I, I miss it just a bit. Uh, so that's why community is like so I see work. No, 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 not I see work, but being able to seamlessly help people mm. get into the space. The mentoring piece. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's a big foundational piece for me. So I have to find how to be creative and find other ways to be able to help people, which is part of um, part of my brand is uh, focusing on people who are younger. So. Pre-K through 12th grade, uh, being able to help show that there is a a space here beyond what you probably do. There are roles out here you can yeah. do very very well for yourself yeah. in this in this industry. Let's talk about um, what you what you just mentioned. Thank you for that for that context about doing very very well for yourself. Yeah. How do you think about that? Um, I know I saw a while back like tech is the new tech is like black oil, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So they used to say stuff like that. So how do you think about that when it comes to Ooh, so good. Thank you. That's your peppers. Oh, is it? No, we're sharing that. I did not um, <laughs> know what to expect. But this is definitely That was not um, it. Because I was like do I want this? <laughs> now I'm like, I want this. <laughs> um, and how it changes your financial status. How it can build generational wealth that that, that uh, most of us, the people who look like us, were not yeah. previously able to access. I tell you, I, I didn't realize, like, I, I, everywhere I go, I'm very thoughtful, and uh, you, you can start. I, I'll talk, you, you, can, you can dig in. Oh. Um, I'm very thoughtful in, like, the, the next, the companies that I choose. I'm not sure if I always did it exactly right, but I did come away with a lot of good learning. But what I can say is that as you move from company to company, I mean, like, you know, people aren't staying in the same companies for uh, like all the, their entire career. You have to be intentional about understanding your worth, um, making sure you're negotiating, uh, doing your research about what. Uh, ooh, they're hot too. It's steam coming out of this. Now, you, now you, now you got to get into it. <laughs> It looks so good, but um, that that wage gap is crazy, and so just with that alone keeps me going. Like if I, I'm all I, 
consistently finding ways to. Can I put this on the whole thing? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send that elevator back down. Send a rope back down. Reach my hand back. Send down. a lifeline. Lifeline, like whatever it is. <laughs> Send like, a cart. That's a, that's another thing. I'm always available. I am easy to find on LinkedIn, my website, like wherever. I'm all about helping people be able to create wealth for their families. And our roles in tech is just a vehicle to get there. So whether yep. you're, regardless of what your, you know, what your career is, um, use it as a vehicle and teach yourself about how money works. So. You're able to leverage your earnings. Your earnings. Your, your income so, and double one. Yeah, not just that salary, but the bonus yes. and the, the equity over And the RDUs and the stock options. Yeah, the stock options, all of that. Leveraging all of that so it can compound and grow. And I know um, I'm, this is a little bit off topic, but I'm learning about trust and using insurances. Yeah. Like a. a Oh, um, um, money management, like, uh, well, yeah, yeah. And having that access to the higher income mm -hmm. only opens more doors mm -hmm. for you to access more income, mm -hmm. for you to access more financial literacy and knowledge about building wealth. Yeah. So, you know, you can afford to take out that those policies outside of what your job exactly. is providing for you. Yeah, um, I have a few friends that um, and we talk about how I'm gonna boss up, you know, like do all these big things. But you know, you're gonna have that, that group with you that's trying to level up with you. Yes. And I need you to put me in that group chat. Oh, I, oh I, absolutely. <laughs> so um, it's, I found out with one of my girlfriends, like she was making, X amount of dollars. I was like, absolutely not. That's unacceptable. You can't be my friend. And not you can't be my friend. No, you cannot be my friend. I'm and not. I allow you to be. Yeah. And I allow you to stay. Yeah. 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 So we went through a, a few different rounds of <clears throat> helping her find roles, helping her get prepared. Now she's not in tech. She's in financing. But um, I love that. Now that type of sister. Huh? Yeah. And, and this spans into tech too, but now um, she's making over six figures, which is obviously very easy to do in our profession. And yeah, I'm, but I think I read this stat in the, when we were when we were in the pan, like real height of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's less than forty percent of the whole country makes more than yeah. hundred k. It's shocking. Like, I told my daughter, I want to be able to eat and pay bills all in the same month. I want to be able to do that. And I can't do that if I'm not making a certain salary. Let alone forget enjoying yourself a little bit outside right. of, you know, paying those bills and, right. and the essentials. Now, and you're not making a certain amount, you know? That's a bit of a hyperbole. But yes, you can absolutely have a decent living and not make a certain amount of money but we're meant extras to, for me yeah we're, we're meant to enjoy the fruits of our labor and indulge and exactly start from time to time exactly um, i'm all for helping people understand what their options are 
in helping them choose what's best for their next move in their career. I'm all about it too. And this is why we're here. This mm -hmm. is why we have this mm -hmm. space for us. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think the future holds for UX design? Um, what are you looking forward to? What do you want to do next kind of thing? Um, yeah. I, I asked this question because someone asked me like, something like when is it enough or like when are you kind of mm -hmm. and I really don't think like that I don't mm -hmm. think anything is enough like I always feel like there's a level up I always feel like mm -hmm. something else can can more abundance can come or right new levels of different things so like how I do think you think about that now the definition of success really depends on this is an individual thing like I can't see myself as like uh, CEO of some super large tech firm. That's not my aspiration. Um, because for me, that requires a whole lot of more work in the same field of being in the corporate ladder, um, you know, in, in, this, in this cycle. And that's not what I want to do. Um, what's next for me is that I'm learning how money works and using my current role as a vehicle to be able to create gener generational wealth. Now, what I can say for the outlook of UX, I'm excited for it. I think I'll be in this industry for a very long time, but when we start thinking about how AI is, uh, you know, starting to become a big player in space, right, um, being able to be agile and versatile and be able to be flexible um, in times of ambiguity mm -hmm. is going to be super important super big skill yeah so being able to keep up with things is changing so my advice to anybody is when you see that there's large investments from these large companies moving in a direction being able to understand whatever that new thing is and uh how that applies back to your role and what you can bring to it you'll be set up for success I agree. Um, I feel like that's one of my keys that I live by as far as yeah. um, the last part of what you said is like how to take anything and apply it mm -hmm. to, so that I can add value. Yeah. yeah. Or apply it so that I can master it and then level up again or yeah. whatever is the case. So I'm so happy to hear you say that. <clears throat> so we're coming on to our last little segment and yeah. it's called asking for a friend okay these are our friends that we're asking hey, friend. for so uh number one tip or strategy for career success as a black woman in tech number one career tip do soft skills get those soft skills, get under those your soft belt. skills. communication collaboration Ooh, this looks Ooh, delicious so pretty scrum the lips oh thank you i'm so here for making this look like you know <laughs> i'm really down for the cause uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Yes. let me just situate myself I'm still on this. I did not know this had 
Thank you. Oh, so soft skills, soft mastery, skills. communication, storytelling. Mm -hmm. In our world, empathy. Ooh, yeah, understanding one. the needs of anyone, stakeholder, yeah. manager, all of that. Now that's that's a word right there. So we've been trained to think about the user, mm -hmm. but in reality, you need to understand your manager. You need to understand your peers, cross-functional partners, your manager's manager. Yes, all of that. Understand their needs and be able to communicate. In their in their language, yes, that's a that's a key. Yeah, that's the key right there. Yeah, communicating in languages other than your own. That's and what right. What I mean by that is like, if I know someone only understands this, this is real life because this happens. To me. <laughs> I had to I had to like get yeah. over this struggle at my. Employer, yeah. yeah. You know, someone only understands things a certain way. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that, like visual. Okay. So whenever you talk strategy, you gotta have visual. It's looking like blank stares. It's or, looking like questions. So then you gotta put. A, you gotta have a deck, you, or you gotta yeah. have. A, well, in our thing, you gotta in our world, you gotta have a user journey. You gotta have a persona. You gotta Which is, have, those are good communication tools. Yeah. But here you go. Project managers, product owners, they communicate based on deadlines mm -hmm. and like feasibility. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to communicate probably in a spreadsheet or some type of timeline. So get that roadmap. That's right. Or get that hand chart. That's right. That's exactly right. And what are the risks involved? It's really important to understand what people what people need. And the best way to do that is set up one-on-one -on -one time with yep. them and ask them. And ask them. And, mm -hmm. and document it. Mm -hmm. Job hopper or company loyalist? Neither. <laughs> in between. I can't say that I'm a job hopper. No, we'll play because you invest a little bit of time. Right. And if I put up a company, there's still growth opportunities for me at a company. And I can pro still provide value, and I'm still intrigued by the work. I will stay longer. Then those are your metrics for knowing to step. Yes. Well, not just that. It has to be a good work environment too. But I have to be able to to learn and grow and expand beyond whatever is written in that job description. Yeah, um, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. So it's hard to say. Then you're kind of stuck and stagnant. Yeah. yeah. So. What are your must? What are some must-haves or non-negotiables um, when negotiating uh, conversation? Hmm. I'm always pushing for the mood. I'm reaching for the mood every single time. So I'm gonna know. Oh, that's what, that's what, yeah, I'm gonna know what uh, this this role is worth here and in other places. Yep. So I'll be able to speak intelligently about why I should be making a certain amount. But no longer are the days where I am worried about work, staying up super late, spending weekends. I am past that point in my career. I wish I had learned that earlier on in my career. Mm -hmm. But that's non-negotiable. I, I need to be able to have downtime. Um, 
you you time. You got boundaries on time. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, Adobe XD or Figma? Figma. <laughs> That's not even a question. Oh, well, it's really a trick question because it's the same thing. I know. I a little bit. I think they're gonna screw it all the hell. Oh, I agree. Um, preference on manager, male, female. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. As long as they are supportive and basically supportive. Incompetent. I don't like passive managers. I've had a few passive managers. Yeah, that doesn't work for me either. Mm -hmm. At all. Um, favorite way to unwind after a long day mm -hmm. slash week of work? I'm a big old booty. And I like, I like food, food, food. So I'm getting my little specialty teas. Um, make, yeah, it's been like a long day. I may not be cooking. I may be ordering some really nice steak or a really big salad, but it has to be like super, super good. Okay, I'm gonna spark you gotta food. drop your favorite restaurants for us mm. in the okay, so we can so we can put it in the show. I've got some, and then you need to drop those compensation resources. Mm. Okay, for checking. Okay. Um, and then how do you celebrate yourself? How do you give yourself how do you give you your flowers? Hmm. Well, there's one thing that I do every day. I've been doing this for two years now. Before I get out of bed, before I look at my phone, before I do anything, I say things, no matter how big or small, three things that I'm thankful for. So. Oh, I do that too. Yeah. It's a, it's a change, it really changes the game. It does. Start your mindset off right. Yeah. So, and sometimes, you, you know, you don't have like big things happen to you every single day. But sometimes I'm just happy for my mobility. You know, just being able to. Yeah, I actually got up. Right. I actually swung my legs over the side of the And the fact that I can. Yeah. You know? So, I start there with just being thankful. Um, even the smallest things are big things. Um, but also, reminding myself that I'm doing pretty good. I've come a long, long way. This is someone who has gone through the first 37 years of her life, mm -hmm. undiagnosed ADHD, raising two kids, single mom. Like it's a, it's a whole thing. And seeing how far I've come and then once have a aha moment and realize, oh, these are the things that I need to correct and improve. It's just kind of been exponential for me since then. So, yeah. It's so important to give yourself grace, mm -hmm. too. It is okay. It is okay. Yeah. Sometimes at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Like, yeah, I'm done. I'm trying tomorrow. Throw that in the trash. <laughs> but look at you. Look how the mindset has gotten you to where are we? Where are we? Lincoln? Here. Dinner with friends. Brumology. You know your niche. You're successful. All these things. And that's just a small piece of your world. It goes a long way. So let's take this time to cheers to that. Mm -hmm. Cheers. 
tears, you giving you your flowers, you as just a, a, a black woman killing it. <laughs> And just want to thank you for coming on. Thank you. Being our first guest. Yeah. And, um, I don't even need to say anything else because we're like friends in our lives. No. <laughs> so this week's table talk is over. Thanks for sitting with us and pulling up to our table. Hope you enjoyed the good food and the good conversation. At Bloomology, we love a good career kiki on this side of the internet. The vibes were sponsored by Lincoln Street Kitchen and Cocktails in Charlotte. Huge shout out to them. We ate, we served, we saw, we conquered. The food and the career strategies and advice were all top tier. So wait, before you go, make sure you join the sisterhood of bossed up black and brown women out here, having it all and making it all look good. I'm talking about the $8 a month membership community. Become a Bloom Insider, join our community for black and brown women blooming and flourishing in their tech careers and living life in full bloom. If that sounds good to you, go to thebloomology.com and join us. The link is also in our show notes. If you really want to support us, make sure you click the subscribe button or that follow button if you really want to see us win. This way you never miss an episode. If you're not a Bloom Insider, you're going to miss out because that's where you get full access to each and every episode. You get early access, you get the merch drops, the exclusive content, the live events, all the things just by becoming a Bloom Insider. Head to the show notes, click that link. See you at the next table and don't forget to live life in full bloom.